0: Hi, this is Jalen for Dobbs, where tire buying is easy. At Dobbs.com, shop brands, sizes, pricing, and our amazing deals. With 40-plus locations, get same-day install.
1: For tires, it's Dobbs. For deals you can use, click on GoToDobbs.com now. News, notes, and nuggets. It's time for the Rutherford Report with our Blues insider, Jeremy Rutherford. Brought to you by Scott Lee Heating Company, a proud Mitsubishi Electric Elite Contractor.
0: On BK, you got BK and Ferrario here on 101 ESPN. Happy to go out to the 101 ESPN hotline to be joined by Jeremy Rutherford. He's the Blues Insider for the Athletic. He joins us each and every week here on BK and Ferrario. JR, how you doing today, man? Happy noontime, boys. I'm doing well, thank you. Absolutely, we're happy to have you on Jesus, today. It's noon. I'm exhausted. <laughs> I want to get your perspective, JR, on what we witnessed last night. I. I genuinely think that's one of the best individual performances that I've seen in a regular season game by a Blues player since I moved here to St. Louis in 2016. I, I couldn't believe what we witnessed from Jordan Bennington. From your perspective, what? how would you put that in context, what we saw last night from Benner?
2: It, it was a masterpiece, BK. It really was. And uh, I agree with Alex. We uh, taped the uh, Last Minute Blues podcast this morning, and Alex and I were both in agreement. I think it's the best performance by Jordan Bennington going back to game seven of the Stanley cup. And you could say that because of the circumstance of that situation, Stanley cup on the line, and he did play amazingly, right? But last night for a regular season game, the way he played against the Vegas golden Knights, I just got a text from Jesse Granger who covers the golden Knights for the athletic. And he said, Bennington was unreal last night. We're going to write a piece together, collaborate. It'll be up at the athletic tomorrow on Jordan Bennington with the two teams playing tomorrow night. Uh, But I say best performance, since game seven, Stanley Cup.
1: I'm with you. And part of the reason that I felt that way, JR, is that game seven against Boston, Boston came at St. Louis in waves. But let's also not forget how good the Blues were offensively. They'd get their sustained zone time. They had the push. Bennington wasn't peppered with shots from start to finish. Last night, there was no opportunity to breathe for Jordan Bennington, And frankly, that kind of has been the the M.O. for him this season. And Joel Hofer, there's no opportunity to breathe with this Blues team.
2: So many two-on-ones. What do you have, five or six of them in the first period alone? And the high danger chances, I lost track of them. I was refreshing natural stat trick all night long. (laughs) It was going from nine to 12 to 15 to 16 that it was uh, through the roof last night on the high danger changes and not only that but how casual he was making them that mm-hmm. shot I think it was the backhand, was it Cotter uh, early on? I, I can't remember, but it was a, a save that Jordan Bennington just made like, oh, yeah, buddy, yeah, okay, you thought you were going to score on that one. Yeah, right, okay, let's have a face-off.
1: <laughs> that's, that's the one for me. It was that it was the glove save on Cotter, and then it was the poke check on the breakaway that he had on Jack Eichel. And then on the power play that the Blues just you know let Vegas have like five high-danger scoring chances yeah. on, that save. Those three for me, I was like, yep, Bennington's locked in.
2: Yeah, and I agree with what BK said earlier is uh, the game's not even remotely close to going to overtime without uh, Jordan Biddington last night. So the Blues had some good moments. I do feel like they played a decent game overall, but still playing a little loose, and they had to rely – Jordan Bennington last
0: night. So let's talk a little bit about that because I I find their structure to be an interesting conversation. Earlier in the season it was, man the Blues can't score because they are too committed to this structure and now it's "Uh, do the Blues need to get back to being committed to the structure Uh, once again in their last 10 games, they've allowed 3.8 goals per game which is 30th in the league, JR and that is despite having some really good goaltending in this stretch. What are you seeing in terms of the looseness that is taking place within in their game right now
2: yeah I think uh, and, and let me kind of set this thing up here a little bit I think when you first start the season everybody is dotting their I's crossing their T's in terms of the structure listen to the coaching staff let's play the system and I think once you get a little more comfortable with it as a team I know some of the individual defensemen had played it before but once you get comfortable as a team okay now we got it now maybe we can I don't say cheat but you know, make this play that maybe we probably shouldn't be making, but we want to be aggressive. We want to create some transition. We want to create some offense. And so, I think maybe a little bit of that seeps in. But also, Craig Ruby touched on this. Guys, I think yesterday uh, he said that uh, they got to kill plays and do a better job at killing plays. You saw that in Arizona. Tory Crew goes in the corner. Uh, you know, tries to make a play, doesn't kill it. Justin Fox behind the net, so they vacated the slot area and lost the kill in the corner. And I think there's a few more of those. That we're seeing the past couple of weeks that we didn't see early in the season, so I still think that it's doable. I think that they can play that way. Uh, they've shown us, but I think that in terms of why this has happened, and those are a couple of the reasons.
1: It's the ever popper, popular follow up question to that. Jr. Is that a coaching issue or is that a player issue?
2: No, I mean the, the the coaching, and this isn't to take anyone off the hook. Like I always say, and you know things can be a coaching issue for sure. I mean, there's things that pop up that, that are. Uh, but I think that they're teaching the same way that they were at, at the start of the season. I think that it just becomes a situation where you want to push the envelope a little bit. You want to be aggressive. Like I've talked to several blues players this year where they continue to say, we, we got to create more offense. So I think the only way to do that is if you're on your toes defensively and, and maybe early on in the season, you're protecting that slot like all hell, but then uh, you see a puck loose in the corner, you want to jump on it, and it leads to a, a slot shot again. So I, I just think that the, the players know that they want to create some offense, and I think sometimes maybe that leads to a little bit of missed assignment.
0: JR, how much longer do you think Yaku uh, is should be expected to be around this team?
2: I can't imagine that he makes it through the year. Uh, I guess the problem is, you know, what is the value there? And, you know, if you're talking about taking a flyer on a trade just to move the player out, then I guess I guess the Blues could consider that, you know, put him on waivers. I don't know that, uh, that he'd get picked up. Um, you know, can this be salvaged? I guess it could. I, I don't think so. I just don't think he's the style that they want to play. I was thinking about this yesterday. You know, you, you wonder about is it a mistake? Was it a mistake? Um, you know, I, I don't think it was. I think that the offensive upside – and that you were getting them for pennies on the dollar, you knew about the reputation, and you knew that could crop up, but you also have some other players that you can put in the lineup if it wasn't working out, and I think we've probably gotten to that point. The one key sticking point with me is, you know, I talked to Verona what, a month ago, and he said, you know what type of player I am. Yeah. You know, and then recently he said to Matt DeFranks of the post-dispatch, uh, he said that, uh, you know, I can only control what I can control. Well, that's not necessarily true. You can control how you play, and if you play well and do the things they're coaching you to, you'll be in the lineup. And the way I see it, some of the things that he's done in the games that he's been in, he's not controlling what he can control.
0: So, Jerry... I feel like the the Cardinals learned a lesson this year with the way that the whole Wilson Contreras situation went down. Now, that's obviously to a much different degree. They brought in Wilson Contreras to be their prized free agent to replace Yadier Molina. That's, that's different than taking a flyer on a guy like Jakub Vrana. But we've seen this a couple of times now with the Blues where they bring in a guy that's very much a offensive minded player and doesn't think a whole lot about the defensive side of the puck. Is there a lesson to be learned there in terms of what they're going to do during this retool or rebuild or the players that they go out there and acquire moving forward?
2: Yeah, it's fair. I think, though, that we're in a little bit of a different time right now, like you just touched on, you know, retool. What what type of player are they going out there for? Maybe in reflection of bringing him in and, and not working out at this point, maybe you shy away from that type of player in the future, but look, Doug Armstrong was looking for some offense. They needed to add to that top nine. They knew they were losing Tarasenko. They were losing per- perhaps uh, Ryan O'Reilly. Uh, they lost David Perron. You know they needed to bring in somebody with that offensive touch. Verana definitely has it, but you have to bring some defense to the table. I mean, I, I said this recently. I'll say it again: is if you just keep throwing Verana out there, and he's not paying any attention to the defensive zone. How can you get on Jordan Cairo for not playing defense? And, and there might be some people who say, okay, quit getting on these guys. Just let them go do their thing offensively. Well, the whole thing falls apart. You can't have two or three guys not paying attention. This is a system. This isn't just throwing guys out there individually. So, hey, if you let these guys free, could they score a few more goals? They could, but I don't think you're going to win uh, the, the, the team over in terms of how you want to play and how all guys are held accountable.
1: JR, I know this is purely a speculation standpoint, but but if you were to put yourself in Doug Armstrong's shoes with, with the players that they have in the system, the Dvorskys, the Snugaroods who have been performing well, does this team in their next step seem like they're still searching for more offense, or are they searching for somebody to take a stranglehold on one of those top spots on defense?
2: You know, they do have some really talented uh, offense coming in. At least that's the way it projects. I mean, these players, uh, when you talk about a Dvorsky and a root look good. You know, I've been, this is 19th year covering the team. There's been guys coming in, you know, Patrick Berglund comes in, Paul Korea says he's going to score hundred points in the yeah. league one day. And, and obviously that didn't happen. So, you know, there's times where you look at these guys and you think they've got it and then they don't. But I mean, as we sit here today, it looks like those guys ha- have got it. So I think for now, you're probably established in terms of guys coming up through the pipeline. Now, in a couple years, the cap's going to go up. You're going to have some contracts off the books. You can sign a-, a free agent, make a trade, do whatever you want to offensively. I, I think the emphasis for me is going to be what's the future of this defense hold. Uh, Alex, because you don't have a lot of top four defensive prospects coming into the system. And then also, what's it going to look like with a Tory Krug? Is he still going to be here? What's going to happen with a, a Scott Prinovich? Is Tyler Tucker going to make the cut? So I think if you're looking for you know, how you're going to improve this team or what's it going to look like in a couple of years, to me the bigger question is on defense.
0: He's Jeremy Rutherford. You can find his work over at The Athletic and be sure to follow him on Twitter as well, at JP Rutherford. JR, appreciate the time as always, man. Thanks so much for hopping on with us today. We'll talk with you again next week.
2: Okay, sounds good. Thanks.